This Water News with Steve Baker is supported by Clearwater and Filtration on Rough and Ready Highway, Grass Valley. Steve, um, welcome back to KVMR. Always great to be here. Steve, the biggest water news today is the surprise rainy night that we experienced just a few days ago. How has that changed our circumstances? Well, you know, our rain has definitely given us a reprieve from wildfires, right? Our forests, they're, they're still very dry, but that added rain and the increased humidity in the air is really helping to reduce existing fires, like our Dixie fire, the Caldor fires. Now, along with the surprise rain, of course, was all that thunder and lightning, right? But again, we got lucky. There were over 1,100 cloud-to-ground lightning strikes in California because of that storm. And that happened just between last Thursday evening and Friday morning. But there were only 17 ignitions. So we were able to handle that comfortably. So thank, thank you very much, Cal Fire and everybody else who's on these things. We still need to exercise extreme caution. That's, that's a given. But we can be a whole lot more confident. I, I'm, I'm feeling so much better already. We even have a chance of rain this coming weekend. So cross your fingers. Steve, living in California during the last year is a constant reminder that rain doesn't show up in the right volumes at the right time and in the right place. It doesn't show up often enough to satisfy our communities and surrounding environment. Mm -hmm. Are there ways to supplement Mother Nature's ability to bring us water? You know, there are some very big picture ideas out there right now. People are, are seeing the devastation that just happened in Tennessee and New York and New Jersey, all that flooding from Hurricane Ida. And then they're also at the same time seeing the extreme heat that we're dealing with out in the West and how that fuels droughts and, and fires, especially, our again, our Dixie and Calder fires. There are two studies that have come out in California. And the first one came out in 2018. And they were talking about somehow creating a, a conveyance system that would move floodwaters in California to areas where you could groundwater recharge that water in the Central Valley and, and other places. And this could seriously help our farmers in natural environments by replenishing those aquifers that are now emptying out. So that, that came out in 2018. There's been a lot of work done in those particular uh, areas. Now, the other study was to use recharged waters for a second purpose, all right? I'm talking about reducing risk of future disasters outside of drought. So we're talking about fortifying our water supplies in wetlands areas and keeping our suburban areas and other regions flush with water because that will lessen the fire danger and reduce uh, the flooding in our cities by building green roofs, you know, doing, creating underground stormwater basins, you know, permeable pavements, uh, bioretention facilities, things like that. This approach would even put CO2 into the ground rather than leave it in, in our atmosphere, and it would cool down the heated surfaces. So, you know, granted, it would take a level of collaboration, but, I mean, a, a level that's far greater than what we have now, but this is doable. And I, I really think uh, we need to move forward on something like this. Do you think salt water will ever be an alternative water backup plan? Yeah, I do. I think, you know, water's precious in whatever form that we find it. The uh, recently, and another interesting item I, I found is uh, it's, it's, it came out of the oil fields in the Central Valley. They are looking at using oil field wastewater. Now that's saline water, okay, salty water. 
And they want to mix that with the very limited water that they have because the offers are going dry, right? And and then apply it to, to the fields. And initially when I read that, I thought, you know, that's awfully scary because I'm concerned about the water quality here. Coming out of the oil fields, are you kidding me? Uh, but there was a five-year extensive study that just came out in April of this year. And they were looking at that in answering that question, and they didn't find any evidence that human health would be jeopardized by using that water, if it's treated, uh, for watering tree nuts and citrus and berries and some of the other uses. So as in my view, as long as the research is really robust and peer-reviewed and transparent with no emissions, uh, you know, we may be onto something here because all water does have value. Steve, the uh, things we've been talking about today sound like good climate change <laughs> solutions. You know, build more adaptability into our communities. I wish we could talk to people directly on this. You know, we can, Paul. Uh, the American Institute of Professional Geologists and, and Operation Unite, which is a, an initiative that I've created, we're sponsoring a climate change national conference in Sacramento next month. We're going to have everybody in the same room. This is an in-person conference where uh, people will be, the public's being invited. It's not just members of this organization. There'll even be many workshops. And I know we have a lot of advocacy groups here in Nevada County. Uh, we will have the authors of a book that was written on the environmental considerations of, for well fracking, what you need to ask and look for. Okay, the authors are going to be there. Mini workshop, uh, drones, how to use drones on these scientific studies. PFAS is the emerging contaminants and, and developing wildfire plans. There'll be many courses on that. But really, the thing I'm most excited about is a one-of-a-kind roundtable panel discussion. This is great. It'll be on Monday the 25th of October of next month. We put together 12 panelists, okay? Their mission is to have a discussion on what is it that California is doing to prepare for 2040 and 50, and then let's, let's create a vision for what 2100 will be like. What, what do we want it to be like? And we have handpicked everybody. This is a high-level group of panelists, including, you know, Edward Randolph from the California Public Utilities Commission. He's, he's deputy director over there. We've got California OES, Operation Emergency Services, Lori uh, from there. We have Joe Del Bosque, uh, two tours uh, as water commissioner, a California water commissioner. He's on the representing agriculture. We have land planning. Eric uh, from uh, he program manager at the governor's office. We have a lot of really high-end people. Mike Anderson, climatologist. They will be there discussing what we're doing. And we want California leaders to be present in the audience to talk with one another because everybody needs to leave this roundtable and know exactly uh, what direction they want to move with their own communities to prepare for 2040 and 50. The, the conditions that we will be experiencing in those years, 20 to 30 years from now, will be different than what we're experiencing now. A little more intense. And we need to be prepared for that. So that is what this roundtable is about. Once again, Steve, how can people find out more information about it? The easiest way is just to go to www.aipg.org and just read up on it and register. Register soon because it's in person. You know we have COVID. They're, being, they're COVID compliant, but it is in person, so it's going to be limited. So if you're really interested in it, go ahead and sign up now and register. Monday's the big day, although Monday and Tuesday we have technical sessions. There, there are a lot of other things, too. 
Thank you, Steve. No, you're welcome. Managing groundwater is Steve Baker's career and passion, and that has led him into working on all water sources and supplies. This has been another conversation with KVMR's water guy, Steve Baker.